a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What happens when a hurricane slams into your service area and how do you respond? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect the Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns, and I'm joined today by Russell Kotcher, president with YK Communications in South Texas. How are you, Russell? I'm doing great. How are you, Andy? Great. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me. We're recording this interview as, as part of the presentation that will be going on at Story Connect uh, 2018 in Huntsville, Alabama, March 12-14. Uh, this is kind of the full unedited interview, and then we'll do the, uh, a short snippet of that in a crisis communication session that we are doing. So uh, thanks again, Russell, for being a part of that and for sharing some of your experience with, uh, with us um, through video at the conference. Sure. So let's talk about what happened. Um, so YK, if you, if uh, folks in the telco world were at all paying attention when Hurricane Harvey slammed into the Gulf area, YK Communications is one that, um, you know, we saw the name whenever it was up on some of the listservs, that kind of stuff. Who needs help? How do we help? You guys, it certainly sounds like one of the hardest hit um, from the hurricane um, when it hit, correct? We were definitely right in the path of Hurricane Harvey. As far as um, being one of the ones that was hit the, the hardest by it. I don't know that that's completely true. We've kind of talked about how incredibly lucky we were in our service area. We were kind of in this protective little bubble um, that we had limited damage that was done uh, in our direct service area, but everywhere around us saw really bad devastation as far as flooding and wind storm damage and that sort of thing. So we very much were in kind of this little safe zone that was completely surrounded by quite a bit of havoc that was caused by the hurricane. All right. So you were up in Dallas at the time, but just, um, uh, you know, trying to get back to the service area. Tell me a little bit about um, what it looked like as you were, you were coming back in and, and where a lot of the damage was. Right. So as we were coming in from Dallas and heading down south, um, once we got to about I-10, it was just you could see I-10 that just kind of trailed off into what looked like a, an ocean or a lake of, of water. Um, it's just trying to wrap your head around seeing a road that you, you travel on a regular basis that just is completely stopped by water. It was just something that was it just took you by surprise. But um, we had quite a bit of. Uh, flooding damage that happened just to the north of us and um we had more windstorm damage that was just to the south to us and that's where you know we didn't see it directly in our uh communities but just a community or two south of us we were seeing roofs being blown off buildings and entire structures that were taken down because of uh wind windstorm damage okay so when you have um all of the outside plan all of the, the network the infrastructure in the area um, what kind of hit did that take from the floodwaters or, or any other parts of the storm? Actually, we're really proud to say that we had 100% uptime in our network during the entire hurricane. Um, and that's one of the things that, that we've really promoted to our customers, that because of our proximity to the Texas Gulf Coast, we have 100% of our network underground. And we uh, kind of talk about our network being stormproof. Um so it you know during situ it, things like that don't happen really often, but whenever you do have something like Hurricane Harvey that happens and you're able to to tout that your network had a hundred percent uptime during that storm, it, it's something to to be proud of. Definitely. 
So, so because um, that's pretty remarkable. We could talk about that in a minute. So th- this obviously is an area that is, uh, like you said, not all that common uh, for a hurricane, but it's certainly within the realm of possibility. So the network was, was built um, basically with, with that in mind. Right. We have um, we are 100 miles southwest of Houston. We are right on the Texas Gulf Coast. There's one little sliver of our service area that actually touches the Texas Gulf Coast. Um, And like you said, it doesn't happen real often, but we usually get three or four scares, if not more, every year. And those scares are enough to to get us prepared on a regular basis. Um, And it's, you know, every couple of years we actually get right in the line of one of them. And Harvey was one of them that you know, we were we felt like we were prepared for. And obviously, like I said, with 100 percent of our network being underground, that really helped us do that. The only issue that we ran into during the entire storm was commercial power. We had a few of our remote sites, our central offices um, that were running on generators. And luckily, we had crews that were running the roads 24 hours a day all through the night that were refueling generators so that we could keep that up and going. But as far as the network itself, we were 100% up during the entire storm. Great. So getting into the second phase of, of this conversation or of, you know, of the kind of the lessons learned here, um, that's a lot of the preparation you had done on the network side. Were there things you guys had done on the communication side to kind of prepare for how do we communicate to our people? What, you know, what happens if this is, you know, a, a even bigger disaster? Um, what kind of preparation have you guys done on the communication side to be ready to, to communicate with members? So we had um, already made plans to, to channel as much information as we could through social media. And um, we did that through the standpoint of, you know, letting folks know that we had crews that were going to be working through the storm um, to maintain the networks and that, you know, we would use Facebook to try to communicate with customers as much as possible, just to let them know if there were any wide scaled outages or anything like that. Um, The morning after the storm hit, we did an initial post letting folks know that the network was stable, um, that everything was still up and running. We were running into some commercial power issues, but other than that, everything was up and running. Um, And then what really kind of took off from a kind of gave us a sense of community and participating in all of that is we started posting pictures of our technicians out in the field refueling those generators. And, um, you know, you'll see some of the pictures that I've sent you. We've got guys in rubber boots and rain slickers. And, you know, one of the very first posts that we did is that we're not in our normal uh, uniforms, but we are out and about and we're trying to keep the network up and going and um, just tried to look for opportunities opportunities to show that not only were our technicians keeping the network running, but they were taking time to work some of the local shelters, to drop off supplies, to get water where it needed to be distributed throughout the the service area, and just trying to show that sense of community. And we had um, salespeople that were in the office that were preparing meals so that as technicians were coming in and out to grab supplies, they could grab a quick bite to eat and head out and try to keep everything up and running as smoothly as possible. So what kind of response did you see from people, from your customers, from people in the area that once you started posting those pictures of the guys out there working on social media? Uh, It was a great response. Those guys are, they kind of become local heroes. And we always talk about that our technicians are the rock stars of our company because they're the ones that are delivering the services. And everybody likes to see them on the doorstep, whether they're installing those services or repairing them, that sort of thing. There was a big sense of community. Um, They enjoyed seeing the technicians that they um, recognize out in the community. And it, it was 
it was a really proud moment for management to see everybody kind of out and about and helping each other, whether it was directly related to our products and services or if it was just lending a hand to a neighbor. All right. So the 100% uptime is a big deal. Um, you never want to try to commercialize a disaster, but have there been ways that you guys have found to kind of leverage uh, how well everything worked at that time to, uh, you know, to let people know that's a big deal? Absolutely. And it's one of those things that you hate to admit that you got any good PR out of a disaster event like that, but it, it happens. Um, kind of three success stories that happened for us out of Harvey were, um, yeah, we were able to come in after the storm and talk about the benefits of having a storm-proof network, 100% underground, and you know, just talking about that our, our customers, our business customers, receive no um, outages or downtime during the storm, and those are just some of the benefits of working with YK Communications. Plus, the fact that just being local and, like I was talking about earlier, lending a hand to some neighbors whenever they needed it. Um, or just some of the benefits of, of working with, with YK Communications. Two other stories that um, came out of Hurricane Harvey that we really like talking about is that Matagorda County, we have a, a small portion of Matagorda County that's a part of our service area. The, um, the Emergency Operations Center out of Bay City, Texas, actually had to completely shut down due to flooding. Um, this is the county seat that's just right outside of our service area. When that happened, they needed a place to relocate all of uh, emergency operations. So they actually passed over us and went to Edna, Texas, over into Jackson County. They got over into that area and found out that they did not have the proper communications to establish emergency operations there. So they started scrambling and looking for a place to set up Matagorda, Matagorda County EOC, and um, there was an individual that suggested that they contact us at YK Communications. They called us about 4 a.m. in the morning, and by 4.45 a.m., 45 minutes later, we had them set up in our conference room. And we had brought in all of their telephone lines. We had provided them with a gigabit connection, and they were actually operating their entire emergency operation services in our conference room. And uh, we joked that we had it split into two sections. They had um, they had operations set up on one side of the conference room. They had a partition up, and they had folks sleeping on cots with their pets and things like that on the other side of our, our conference room. But um, it got to the point we had calls coming in. They were taking emergency requests through Facebook and social media. That everything was coming through that um, through that channel, and they were able to continue all of their emergency operation services outside of the county and within our office because we were able to provide them that level of connectivity. And then the third story that we like to talk about, and for anyone that follows our social media, they would have seen it because we had the videos up like crazy. But the Jackson County lost all connectivity as well at the county courthouse and um, all of the county service buildings. And they were had their connectivity through the local cable company. When they reached out to the cable company, they were given a up to 30 days for restoration of those services. And so when that happened, they contacted us to ask them if there was any way, ask us if there was any way that we could get them connectivity even sooner um, so that they can, could continue emergency operations out of Jackson County. When that happened, <clears throat> we put our team together and um, actually got some air fiber wireless equipment. Um, we 
We talked to the local mayors in Ganado and Edna and got an agreement to put that equipment up on the local water towers. And within 48 hours, we were able to provide a gigabit connection from Ganado over to Edna and provide gigabit connectivity to Jackson County so that they could continue their emergency operations um, at their home offices, but have the connectivity that they needed to do that. So when their local provider wasn't able to do that and gave them a 30-day restoration period, we were able to do that in about 48 hours. Um, so we took and um, we filmed our crews up on the water tower with some drones and had them uh, some imagery of them setting the, the equipment on the water towers and really talked about that. And that was probably um, one of the, the golden social media clips that we had just because, you know, it showed our crews up on the water tower. It was great video and it was really uh, showing where our, we were able to go above and beyond outside of our service area where those local providers weren't able to provide that connectivity. That's a fantastic story. Uh, you know, like you said, you never hope to, to get anything like that. But if you do, sounds like you guys made the best of it. So are there things that you learned from from that, like having the EOC set up at the office? It, it, does some of that become policy or go into emergency plans in the future for you or for the county? I wouldn't say that it was, it was anything lesson learned. I mean, we try to be as prepared for those types of things as possible. Um, there were a few little logistical things that we had to take care of as far as, you know, a, a building that is meant to house our employees and our operations. We had to change some things around the way that we did business for a few days to basically bring another business from the outside in and share a space with them. But other than that, um, no, I, I think that it was just a shining moment for management to see our team come together and and pull off some of those um, some of those things that they did to help help out our, our surrounding areas last question for you here um, and it may be maybe a tough one to answer but do you have advice for folks um, obviously a lot of people on the the Gulf area um, kind of brace for hurricanes every year but you know we've had had other telcos hit by tornadoes by floods you know way inland who weren't necessarily you know um, you know, you can't prepare for something like that quite like you can a hurricane. What right. advice What advice do you have for folks just in general on being prepared, both on a communication side and, um, and a network side for whatever could get thrown your way? You know, I think in this day and age with the amount of um, cloud-based services that are available, it, it makes it really easy to up and leave those physical locations and set up shop anywhere that you've got a solid connection. Um, so whenever you can do the hosted PBX services, whenever you've got you know access to um, your data over the cloud and things like that, that makes it really easy. So I think if, you know you can move as much over to those types of services as possible. Um, that's definitely something to help you stay prepared. Um, but you know, and just like you and I were talking about a little bit earlier, Andy, I think it's good for those of us that we're used to hurricanes. We're used to getting the scares from hurricanes. And like what you and I are talking about, being in South Texas where we wear shorts 10 or 11 months out of the year, um, it's we weren't prepared for some recent snowstorms that we got in South Texas. And when I say snowstorms, you know, we had a couple of inches of snow, which is no big deal to the most of the, the country. But, um, you know, we that 
actually crippled us a little bit more than what Hurricane Harvey did, just because it's something that we weren't prepared for. So I think that as an industry, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea for us to share some stories like this, um, just so that things that we aren't prepared for or don't expect, we could be a little bit more prepared for. All right. Well, I understand what you're saying there. One or two inches. You know, if we have any listeners up north uh, in Minnesota, North Dakota, you know, they may they may laugh at that. But two inches will shut shut a place down down here. I understand that. So. Yeah, I, I've talked to sp- several industry friends that, that get a good kick out of talking about our one or two inches of snow down here. Right. Well, I appreciate, Russell, you sharing uh, your story, your experience, and hopefully some things that folks can learn and gain from that. I hope that we're uh, we're not talking about any other disasters anytime soon, but it sounds like if it happens, you guys will be prepared. So thanks for joining me on this uh, this episode. You bet. Thanks, Andy. He is uh, Russell Kotcher. He is the president of YK Communications. Nice enough to join us on this episode. I'm your host, Andy Johns. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South a content marketing company.